Beitza Perikei Mishnah Aleph 5.1. And this Mishnah will focus on certain things which are permitted through on Yom Tov, but not on Shabbos necessarily, um, because of Tircha, of exertion, meaning it's not because of the usual difference of Tzarche Ochel Nefesh, things for food prep. Rather, we're lenient in a different way on Yom Tov regarding exertion, and yet we'll be strict on Shabbos. The difference is going to be that the strictures of Shabbos are greater than Yom Tov because the prohibitions against doing malacha are more strict on Shabbos and Yom Tov. On Shabbos, of course, there's no exemption for Tzarech Ochel Nefesh, and there's also a penalty, a much more severe penalty of, of Karas and Misa, of, ex- of capital punishment potentially for Shabbos, whereas there's a much more generic prohibition, you know, with the law with Malchus of lashes for violating the prohibition of doing malacha on Yom Tov. So Shabbos is more strict. Now, uh, in general, Tircha is forbidden on both Yom Tov and Shabbos, meaning you can't exert yourself for things that aren't necessary for the day. However, when there's a mitigating factor of potential loss of money, so then we'll be lenient in some scenarios. So here we go. The Mishnah says, in the first of, like, I'll call it three cases, Mashilin peros derech aruba b'yomtov, avalo b'shabbos. The first thing that you can do on yomtov and not Shabbos is if on your roof you have produce that is drying, that's in the sun there to get dry, and you see the rain is coming, and you're concerned that, you know, your grain, which is supposed to become dry on the roof, is going to be ruined by the rains, and then it'll be, you know, you'll lose all that, all the money that you have in that grain. So we're permitting the person on yomtov to push all of the grain on the roof through a hole in the roof, like a skylight. Um, of course, that's tircha. There's exertion involved in going up to the roof and, and sweeping everything through the hole, but it's not that much, and the loss is significant. Um, in contrast, let's say if it wasn't simply a hole in the roof, but rather, let's say, a window through which one would have to you know, crouch down, pick up some produce, stand up, put it through the hole, and then go back down again and so on, that, of course, is a much greater degree of exertion, and that would be forbidden even on Yom Tov. Um, on Shabbos, it's forbidden all events. Of course, if you needed the produce for whatever reason, you could go up and get it. That's not the case here. Um, an important um, side caveat as well is that this isn't going to li- relinquish the, you know, it's not going to ignore the prohibition of muktza. So this has to be a scenario where, one way or another, the produce is not muktza on, on Yom Tov. Okay. The second case, I'll call it, is umachasin peros bekelim bebnei hadelef v'chen kadeyayin v'kadeyshemen. One is permitted to cover his produce with utensils, like a pot or a dish or something, bebnei hadelef, from, to protect it from a leak. Let's say the roof is leaking, water's coming in, and splashing on your produce, you don't want to get wet, so you can cover it with that pot. V'chen kadeyayin v'kadeyshemen, and same goes if you want to protect um, your pitcher of wine or oil from having this rainwater splash in, you similarly can cover those jugs with, you know, a pot or pan or something. Now, here there's even ostensibly less exertion being involved. Um, the reason why the mission gives two separate cases of both Peros gener- generic produce as well as the jugs of wine and oil is because the jugs of wine and oil, may, oil um, to add that even if those such things are, are not yet tithed, as is the case, certainly when you come to wine, you're not supposed to tie the tilt fully ready to get to the cone, in the best case, like most developed, aged wine, etc. Um, even so, if it's not tied, it is mukta, and yet one is allowed to cover the, um, the, the, the jug with the pot or pan for the sake of saving money, even though he's protecting mukta. That's the chiddush there of the different case. Now, 
According to Rashi and the bartender who follows him, this case also is only a leniency that applies to Shabbos, excuse me, Yomtev, but not to Shabbos. Okay? Others disagree and say this amount of work is really not very much at all, and it's just putting a pot or or pan or something, and therefore it would be permitted on Shabbos like Yomtev for the sake of protecting one from a loss, and that seems to be the halacha lamaisa. The third case is Venosn Kli Tachas Adelaf B'Shabbos. On Shabbos, one is even allowed to, and of course, all the more so Yom Tov, allowed to put some kind of, let's say, bucket beneath a leaking roof to catch the drip. Venosn, you could place a Kli, like a bucket, Tachas beneath Hadelaf, the dripping roof, B'Shabbos, even on Shabbos. And the reason why is because if your home, and remember the time the Mishnah, their homes were, you know, like dirt floors, um, but it's not so different even today, even if you did have a dirt floor. If the water's splashing into the home, so then the house will become muddy and filthy as people, you know, walk around through the through the through the water and make a big mess on Shabbos itself. And therefore catching that water so that it shouldn't be um like splash around and make a mess is actually a Shabbos need. You don't want to have a messy home even on Shabbos, and therefore it's permitted to catch that drip even on Shabbos. You see in the Mishnah there are three cases. I'm gonna go back to this what I said before about the Machlokas, if the middle case applies on Yom Tov only or also on Shabbos, because the first case said, the case of putting through the the produce through the, the skylight, um, that explicitly says, yes, Yom Tov, no Shabbos. The third case says, on Shabbos you could even put the utensil to protect, um, to catch the, the bucket, to catch the dripping water. The middle case um, of putting the utensil to cover the, the produce or wine or oil from getting splashed upon, it's not clear if that's talking about just Shabbos, just Yom Tov, or Shabbos and Yom Tov. Okay, that's the Machlokas over there. Um, and all event, Halacha, again, is like this third case here as well. The one indeed could put a bucket to catch a dripping water. Important to note that if the water was so disgusting for whatever reason that it would not be fit for any use on Shabbos, and you couldn't even use it for like washing or something, so then the water would be muktza, and therefore you would not be allowed to put the bucket beneath the drip, because that would be a separate issue of what's called bitokli mehechano, from using a utensil, which is not mukta to hold some, which was yes mukta, making the utensil now unmovable. Um, it's a separate din all to itself. It's in the Mephorshim, they either liken it to um, soser or bona, like either you're building something, it's if you like cemented the bucket down to the, the floor of the home, or soser, destroying something. Wherever the case, if the water were in, unusable, it'd be mukta and you couldn't catch the water. Um, but ironically, if you did, bidi evid, you would be able to take the water out the house once the bucket gets filled up um, because of the separate leniency of graf shalrei. Once you have something disgusting in your house, um, even if it's a mukta and it's disturbing you, you're like, say, your garbage or a dirty diaper or something, you're allowed to take it out of the house. So that would apply to this water, this fetid, nasty water, collecting the bucket as well.